0: It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur,
1: successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to another Passion to Succeed podcast show. It's Craig, Craig White, your host of the show. I'm really excited today to to be bringing uh, a guy. Uh, Into to to really discuss business, to discuss, I guess, motivation, success, and the principles that can really raise your game and the opportunities that lie within you around you and and certainly before you. This guy I'm bringing into today is um, really branded as the UK's number one motivational speaker. Maybe I'll tell you why, Uh, but he's originally a street kid from Salford in Manchester so please avoid holding that against him but over the last sort of 13 plus years he's really gone on a journey of of self-development and contribution on on a much wider scale and really in I guess in empowering people to believe in themselves to have a vision and turn their ideas into profit so it's an absolute pleasure to welcome to our show Mr Brad Burton welcome to the show Brad Craig, the ID and
0: champ. Thank you so much for having me on. You know, it has a lovely intro that it's, uh, it's almost like I've written it myself. You know, the thing is with the, with the UK's number one motivational speaker. Here's the thing. If I said to you, Um, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Which boxer am I referring to, Craig?
1: Yeah, Muhammad Ali, of course.
0: Exactly, the greatest of all time. Now, let me tell you something. The reason that Muhammad Ali, that we refer to him as the greatest of all time, is because 40 years ago, he referred to himself. There is no way in this world, someone who got knocked out three or four times, right? we'd be going, God, I tell you what, that Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time. But what he did, he dominated the space Now, Muhammad Ali had a lot of challenges beyond the boxing ring that he dealt with. That's what makes him the greatest. But the first person you've got to convince of your brilliance is you. And what what I've done with my whole UK's number one motivational speaker thing, people say to me, Brad, how did you become the UK's number one motivational business speaker? Craig, I just made a website and said I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker. And I'll tell you something right now. You go and Google the UK's number one motivational business speaker. You will find 20, 30, 40, 50 pages of uh, Brad Burton, the UK's number one motivational business speaker, the first person you've got to convince of your brilliance is you. It worked for Ale, it's working for me.
1: Do you know I do I love that about obviously you know convincing yourself of your own personal brilliance. I mean t- tell us a little bit about how you've managed to do that for yourself because obviously when you look at um your your yeah, life you know you wasn't born <laughs> so, like, Craig, into wealth Craig, was you? Craig, <laughs> Craig.
0: i think it's fair to say my cv on my curriculum vitae on my resume you know by rights i should have been a bank robber but somewhere along the way i changed the way that i look at the world i'm 44 now and up until 31 i'd sort of never really achieved anything i was the nearly man you know, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of um conformed to what society said i should be and I think what happened at 31 year old is I basically told my employer to shove his job up his, his backside, and I walked out of a job. And I was £25,000 in debt, no income, and I, I really didn't have a clue what I was going to do other than start a business off. And uh, nobody gave me a chance. Uh, nobody gave me a chance apart from me. And, you know, you fast forward 13 years and I run Four Networking, which is the largest joined up business network in the UK. Uh, I've written four books and, um, you know, like I say, I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker. Get booked by the likes of JTB, Bentley, the NHS, the, the business show, Europe's biggest business show as a keynote speaker. So somewhere along the way, I've made some correct decisions. But before this. I made some incorrect decisions and your success or failure in your life will be defined by your decisions, your good ones and bad ones. Want more success? Make better decisions. And like I say, prior to being 31 year old, I made some pretty bad decisions and ended up in, in all sorts of trouble. Um, uh, I've done four years on benefits. I was £25,000 in debt. Uh, I've been addicted to drugs twice. You've got to work really hard. Uh, you know, I was brought up in the council states in Manchester, but somewhere along the way, I decided to throw a switch and, and, and understand this, that it's never too late to change direction and I'm living
1: proof of that. Nah, that's brilliant. I completely agree. So, I mean, my, my humble opinion, I always feel that there's some kind mm. of catalyst for change for people. I mean, what, what was your, going back to when you were 31, Brad, you know, and obviously yeah. you've had, you know, your life uh, journey at that point and the challenges that obviously you just shared with us and, you know, growing up as a kid, yeah. et cetera. What, what what was your catalyst for change to i mean obviously you've got your, your book that you i believe it was uh 2009 you published get off your ass uh, uh, which your is ass great ass. i mean I, I love that kind of pitbull kind of sure. in your face kind of attitude to mm, personal mm. development if i'm honest so what yeah where did that come from how did you so, go from catalyst from where you were to then becoming an author and well, hi, running so, this so for the, networking
0: so, so this is this is a really good question what happened was I was working over in London. I had a job there. I was on about thirty grand a year as marketing. Now that's all right, thirty grand a year, but not when you've got digs in London. That it's, it's costing you. I don't know. Let's say for the sake of argument, six thousand pounds a year. Yeah. So the digs in London was six grand plus. I had travel costs from 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 London to back home when I was commuting. I used to stay in London for three days a week. Plus being away from the family. So when, after all it was said and done, you know, I was probably on about fourteen thousand quid. After all, my costs had gone. And, and, but what we end up doing we end up blagging ourselves going I'm on 30 grand a year well actually i was on 14 grand a year because mm-hmm. it's not sexy so we end up convincing ourselves and what happened for me is the company that i was working for i was head of marketing and the company that i was working for they said to me they wanted a marketing plan for the for the company so it was an eight million pound company i put a marketing plan together as best as i could right and i went to a board i spent three days in this went to a board meeting and they basically said no nah, that'll never work We tried that in 1978. This, did it, And every single idea that I put down, every single one, they said, you know, it's not going to work. And I said, you know what? Should we jump up your ass? And I walked. Mm -hmm. That was the point of principle. But we've been building up before this. I remember going past, probably the night before, going back to me digs the night before. And I just had a a room with a little portable television in. And um, I was away from a newborn boy, Baby Ben. And I remember going past a guy going into a house with electric gates and he had a Mercedes or BMW, some luxury car. And this was like, at night time, 8 o'clock, I was going back to my digs and I thought, I could work 80, 100-hour weeks for this company and still never be out for the frigging gates. And it was at that moment that I kind of penny drops went, this is crazy. Everything that I've been told, which is work hard, you'll get yours, wasn't true. So with that, anyway, I walked out of, out of the job, uh, December 16th, 2004. And, uh, you know, I drove home and it was a wonderfully liberating experience. It really was for those three hours whilst I drove home and married. And, you know, I, I arrived home then and the wife was furious. She said, why couldn't you keep your mouth short and get your Christmas pay? <laughs> she had a point. <laughs> um, but but I, th- I think, you know, what, what, what happened to me, I started my own business, my own market business, fast forward three months, I'm sat in my box room in my underpants, uh, aggressively waiting for the phone to ring. Because my understanding of running my own business with all private number plates, fish tanks and spinny chairs, mm. nothing quite prepares you for what it's like. Not only have you got the challenges from a financial perspective, but you've also got the loneliness that when you're working for people, you've got people there and you, you know, we're social. But when you work for yourself, you're now in a box room, plus you're getting shit off the wife, plus you've got no money, plus you don't know what you're doing. So anyway, culminated in me delivering pizzas. So at 31-year-old, I was delivering pizzas to keep my business afloat, three months on. And the reason I'm saying that is, you know, not to be dramatic, but the reason I'm saying that is in order for you to get to where you need to be in your life, you're going to have to do shit you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. In my case, it was delivering pizza. And if I look back at that time, you know, I used to beat myself up. I felt like, I felt, I felt a failure as a dad. And then <clears throat> what happened was I remember baby Ben, who was 6 months old or something like that at the time. And I remember saying to him, I holding him and saying, you know what, son, daddy's going to take you to Disney World. Right, And that was me, like, my, my daft dream Because for the first time ever It was no longer about me mm-hmm. It was about him And that's fundamentally What you said was the, the crucial point That was it Because if it was left to me I'd go out and get shit-faced all weekend And mm-hmm. I'd come in like a buckle wheel on Sunday mm-hmm. But all of a sudden It was now about him So everything that I was doing was about him It was no longer about me It was for a bigger purpose And that people is what you need to do Because if your only motivation is money And money alone ain't enough You need a purpose for that money Now just to be clear you fast forward now uh, X amount of years. I've taken Ben, uh, baby Ben, to, he's no longer a baby anymore, he's 14. But I've, I've taken him to Disney World eight times. You know, and that's what I'm trying to say. So you need a vision or you need a dream that is beyond money. You need a purpose for that money. And it's funny because, you know, delivering pizzas at 31 and saying to your boy, you're going to take him. If anyone would have been watching that, they thought this guy's tapped. How's he going to do that? Mm-hmm. And yet I managed to do it.
1: Do you know, but it just shows, obviously, your determination. I mean, I, I, completely, mm. I completely connect with you. I mean, you've got a, a young family. I think you've got two sons and a, and a daughter now. And a daughter, sorry, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got two little girls, so I fully comprehend that. Oh, good, good, good luck <laughs> yeah. go 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 with that. I'm buying an island, mate. Buying an island sticking them on it. But, yeah, yeah. I, 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 no, I,
0: I... Craig, 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 <laughs> seriously, I've got a friend of mine from Salford who can get all some machine guns, right, Sandbag, <laughs> sandbag, machine gun nests. Hey, there is not... Listen, you and I are going to have a talk off centre because this is a real concern of mine. When they're eighteen. Oh, oh yes, machine gun nests, uh, trip wires, mines the lot, barbed wire the lot, friend.
1: Sorry, go, on. mate. I'm with you. Do you remember? Have you ever seen that movie? What was it? Years ago, oh, God, Bad was... Boys. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. That's exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah. anyway, next
1: go. Brilliant. But yeah, no, I, I connect because I mean I've had my girls. Now I mean when I when I kind of went into that entrepreneurial world and I and I get. The the you know you, when it's just yourself and you kind of you're working on your own motivation. I mean, I had the the materialistic things. I'd always wanted a Porsche when I was eight years old, nice. and that was. But as soon as that my first little girl come into the world, everything changes because right. it becomes more about the commitment to creating a positive environment, and that's that family motivation. What what for what about Correct. people that that maybe. Are um, uh, you know yet to have kids? You know, maybe the the younger yeah. entrepreneurs. What what Great what can call. they find? Because you know, when when you got kids or grandkids, yeah. you don't need anything yeah. else, yeah, yeah, do yeah. you? absolutely but listen the
0: thing look when you are 27 it is about Porsches it is about buying bottles of Bollinger it is about that and that's cool and that'll carry you for for x amount of time but what it won't do is it won't keep you up and what I mean by that Mm -hmm. is you need a purpose that is beyond that so whether it's to make a a legacy for yourself so like I say don't get me wrong I'm not saying don't be ambitious I'm not saying don't have material things but what I'm saying is make certain that those material things that you're chasing are going to make you happy I'll give you an example I got a friend of mine who's got an eight million pound property over in um, Mayfair. He just had it excavated down on on, on the floor. Quarter of a million quid to have a a, a 37-seat cinema put in, Hmm. right? So it goes down there to his house, and he couldn't wait to show me. And quite rightly, he should be proud of it. He runs a um, a scaffolding firm. Anyway, couldn't wait to to, to, to show me. And and that's cute. But I said to him, I said, Steve, this is is lovely, this, mate, 37 seats. Wow. I said, Steve, you don't even have seven fucking mates. (laughs) Who's going to fill these other 30 seats? (laughs) <laughs> and he, and his face dropped like a pie and I went mate I said do you not understand the futility no no listen this isn't me knocking it I'm, I'm proud of what you achieved but do you see what I'm saying why have you got a 37 seat cinema and, and it's like we end up chasing stuff thinking that it's going to make us happy or content or or that actually that's what we've got to do when you've got a 37 seat cinema you're doing your, your best to, to to show hey guys we've got a, the new Star Wars film who wants to come and join me we've got fucking 30 people who don't even know what's that about Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the thing. So, so all I say to people is make sure that what you're chasing is what you actually want. Because what happens in life is so many people say, you know, I'm gonna um, when I, when I get a, a you know when I get a 14 inch television, my life's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. When I get a 16 inch television, my life's gonna be good. 18 inch television, 100 inch television, 100 inch curved, and it's actually always the next thing. My life's gonna be good when I get. And actually, what you'll find is I come at it from a completely different perspective. And this is what I look at. with me, mean, now what? Right? This whole thing, the movement that I'm trying to get moving going. Right? This whole thing about um, it's actually concentrate on your happiness, and what I mean by that is, if you're unhappy right now, right, no amount of money is going to make you happy. What's going to happen is that unhappiness is going to end up doing daft stuff, and that money is going to afford you to do daft shit that you don't necessarily is not going to be a positive experience. So I urge every single person I mentor to get happy first. You get happy, you be a whole lot. You you don't need to spend as much on nonsense. So actually, what you do is you, you then don't need to work as hard. So by not working harder, you're happier. And it's just the whole thing starts coming into proper flow. Whereas what we end up doing, we end up being busy, being busy, and we're not sure why. One of the things that happened to me, Craig, is about six years ago. Maybe this is one reason that a turning point for me is I had a nervous breakdown, right? Now, i am the most I've got the highest mental fortitude of someone that I know. But I go to the gym, and if I lift a weight that's too heavy for my bicep, then guess what? It's going to rip. Same goes for my legs. Your brain's a muscle. But yet what we do, we just keep putting more and more weight on it. And then one one day it rips, then boom, Mm -hmm. that's you finish it out of action. You imagine if you go and rip your bicep, Mm -hmm. right? You couldn't even lift your phone up. You couldn't, you know, imagine doing that with your brain. Well, that's what happened to me. And that was because I was so focused on success, so focused on success at any cost. And I ended up with success. Success, I was ill. I ended up being ill. Now that's not success. No. True success is about being happy and having enough finances, enough health to do what you want when you want. Guess what? I've got that now. Six years ago, I had more money, and my health was, was 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 through the floor. No. That's not success.
1: No. No, I completely agree, mate. think so many people, I mean, uh, connecting with environmental happiness, as in you know the cars, the houses, yep. and what what they think <coughs> they should be. Aiming for rather hey, than connecting
0: Craig, with Craig, their own truth. Craig, yeah, Craig, 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 mate. This is what goes on. This mm-hmm. stuff you go on Instagram. Yep. Squad goals. Bugatti. Yep. Hashtag Rolex. Seamaster. Mm-hmm. Jets. Money stacking. You know, and this is a problem: is that everyone's coming through on that basis that that is how you are affirmed. So you know, the, the, the young girls having to come through having to have matte contour makeup. You know, you get blokes, young kids putting themselves into debt to have a Range Rover. And actually, this is the problem, is that actually what you need to do, everyone who's listening to this right now, stop fucking comparing your life to other people. Stop looking on Instagram and going, oh, look, at everyone else is successful. Let me tell you something. It would be all too easy for me to set out on my Instagram that all I do is meet celebrities all day and drive around in supercars. The reality is emptying bins, going to Sainsbury's, having an argument with a wife because she's not bought, bought enough bananas, right? You don't see me going a fucking photograph of me depressed in bed, having a duvet day. Nobody does that. So, all everyone ever sees is a sanitized version of what they believe the world is, and it's bullshit. So, here's what you need to do stop comparing your life to other people and start comparing your own life to your life. Yeah. See, if I look at these entrepreneurs, I start looking at Sugar, I look at Branson, on a scale of one to 10, they're 10, mm-hmm. right? On, 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 on my scale of one to 10, I, on their scale, I'm a one or a two, mm-hmm. right? So, I, if I look eight places up, look at them, oh, I'd love to have a private island, I'd love to have, fucking behave yourself, right? I'm from Salford, Manchester, I lived in a shop above a masonette. Uh, sorry, I lived in a, a house above a shop, a Masonette. So, so actually, me comparing my life then to my life now, I'm a 10 out of 10. So this is what I urge people to do with Now what mm-hmm. is to start comparing your own life to your life. Forget other people, because that stuff will drive you crackers.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I want to discuss a little bit about Now What, because we briefly uh, chatted about it prior to, to the mm. show. But firstly, this for, for networking was... a. Uh, was yeah. a, like a, a brand and a, and a movement that you created back in two thousand and six. I mean, where did that idea come from? And tell us about you know how you grew that. Because bear in mind, there's a lot of small business entrepreneurs here that wanna wanna grow their business for their own truth, for their own reasons why. Yeah. So what I mean, how did you grow that from nothing to to something? Yeah. You know, in, yeah, here yeah. in the UK, it's
0: significant. It's got five thousand meetings across the UK. It's a membership organisation with 1,000 wow. members.
1: That's amazing. I'm
0: at Four Network HQ now. So. The because I, I'm from Manchester, I lived in Somerset, you know that marketing business from a the living pictures. So I'm thinking to myself, how do I get people? When I got in front of people, I could sell my products and services. But getting in front of people was time-consuming, cost, it took weeks, it took months, it whatever, and it's a big long tail. Anyway, I went along to these networking business networking events. You had the loony left of networking, so political terms. You had the loony left of networking, where nothing quite <laughs> happened. You walk into a room, hundred people there, and everyone was pretending that they're important. It's a bit like a school disco. Nobody knows anyone, right? So you're just looking for someone you know. It's like a lost child looking for the parents, looking for someone you know. That's like the loony left of networking. And then an hour after, you then got the mayor talking about parking provision for the local frigging council. No one gives a shit. Yeah, everyone's then asking daft questions pretending that they give a shit. So, mayor do you believe the GDP of Bridgewater Town Centre will be increased or improved as a result? Shut up, you knobhead. <laughs> the reality is, you don't give a shit. So anyway, everyone's then pontificating about, about the importance and this, that, and the other. So that was a loony left. Then you had the hardcore right of networking. Where's your leads? Where's your referrals? You've got to attend. You've got to bring visitors. And I'm thinking, hang about, where is the mainstream of networking? Mm-hmm. And it never existed until full networking came along. And people told me, I've got no chance for this thing. I got laughed at by the bank manager. He said, I don't have enough working capital. I didn't even know what working capital. Is. I had to go on internet, I Google it afterwards, right? Working capital is money, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm trying to say. Maybe my business naivety allowed me to do. You can tell by the way that I speak. I'm not a conventional person. Sorry, not a conventional businessman, right? But maybe just maybe that's what like, set me apart from the rest. And this is what I say to people: is about being you stop trying to be a, I said before it's about uh, you know conforming to what society says you need to be just be you mm-hmm. so that means that every facet of me every fiber of my being in life and business allows me to, to to get maximum effectiveness because I'm not pretending to be something I'm not I'm just me mm-hmm. so for networking started 2006 Dece- uh, sorry February 16th 2006 one group one meeting and I said welcome to the future of business networking and that was my opening words. Welcome to the future of business networking. Go back to what I said about me being the you know UK's number one motivational business speaker. Same thing. I opened up with the words, "Welcome to the future." Even back then, the first words I uttered: "Welcome to the future of business networking." And sure enough, fast forward, it's now this joined-up business network where we have 5,000-plus meetings across the UK. The difference between full networking and any other network is we've got national reach. And how how that differs is that full networking, you don't join a group, you know, let's say Peterborough, mm-hmm. you join a network, so you yeah. can go to North Allerton, Northampton, London, Manchester. So there's like 40, 15, 20, 30, 40, depending on what day it is. Meetings running every day, so you can go around. So the best way, best way to describe this is a bit like, Having a really powerful laptop, computer, gaming laptop, double powerful. But I'll tell you what, you go and put that same laptop on the internet, it's triple powerful. That's what we've done with four networking. I've, I've created a almost internet
1: with people. Got you. Know.
0: You know, and and, and like...
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I was saying, I mean, when I when I think about for networking, I mean, you know, the. I mean, I, I completely get what you're saying about the loony left networking. I mean, I remember yeah, yeah, going yeah, to networking yeah. events years ago and thinking, Do you know what, fuck this. It, it really, right. it really didn't sit well with my, my congruency. No. <sighs> it was, it was. I was comfortable because I'm quite a confident guy. However, really? I just yeah. thought, I just thought to myself that this. I don't want to be here. This is the wrong environment. But when when I think about for networking, I mean speaking to you, having a, having read your book, get off your ass. Um, we were talking about a mutual um, contact that we had before the show and. And That's yep. how I first stumbled across your book going back to probably 2010, maybe 2011, something like that. Anyway, right. but to take in your um, where you are now and obviously you're now what movement? I mean, am I right in saying that, you know, the four networking events, these 5000 events across the UK, they're run in line with the same kind of vibe and philosophy Ethos. that comes from yeah. you? so it stems so, from you no
0: absolutely absolutely yeah so i looked good. at i looked at the formats of, of networking and i went you know what this could be done a whole lot better cool. the most important thing that any business that is growing needs is appointments mm-hmm. right uh, we well, need sales but in yeah, order yeah, to yeah. get sales you need appointments you need to sit down and what we do at for networking is a two-hour meeting between eight and ten primarily we have got lunches and evenings but eight and ten in the morning so you miss the traffic both ways so i worked that out so some of the networks are yeah yeah six forty five start what's that about well, I like to do business while my competitors are still in bed. I couldn't give two shits what my competitors are doing. I'm worried about what I'm doing. And the problem is we're getting up at 5 o'clock on a, on a winter's day is that come 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're then gassed out. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 8 o'clock, and, it, and I've basically done it really lean. So effectively, you are, you have a, a little bit of open networking. Then 40-second round with as many people in the room, anywhere from 12 all the way up to 40. I've got one tomorrow, actually, running 100. Stupid, but nonetheless. So, um, but 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 what happens is then as everyone stands up and does a 40-second about who they are, it's like a talent spotting competition. You're looking for three people you want to have a chat with, 10-minute chat. So you have a three 10-minute t- appointment. So after everyone's done the 40 seconds, you're like, I wouldn't mind having a chat with Brad. You then stand up to go make our way for a coffee. And then you come up to me and say, Brad, could we have a one-to-one? And I say, sure, Craig, which number, one, two, or three? You say, number one. Give me your card with number one written on it. I give you my card with number one. And bosh. And before you know it, you've got three 10-minute appointments in that time, yeah. there and then. So 10 minutes is long enough to establish, do I like this person? Because if I don't like you and you don't like me, Craig, it's going nowhere. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing where some of the networks, they say, hey, these are your referral partners. There's 20 people in the room. They refer business. Well, hang on. I don't like him. He don't like me. So, we never, so we're now pretending that we like each other. Well, in phone networking, you don't have to do that. So it's that whole culture and ethos throughout my personality is definitively through it. And this is where my next now what, effectively, is my next four networking. It's effectively five networking. And what I mean by that is the lessons that I've learned from four networking, I'm now bringing that to, you know. So so now what is I, I swear, if you look at my track record, Craig, but it's for networking completely disrupted and changed the, the business networking world completely did that you know you look at my books i've written four books um get off your ass get off your ass two life business just got easier and now what you know four books once again disrupted the entire i'm the highest rated and reviewed business author in amazon uk And right, and the other thing is uh, you know a motivational speaker i completely got these proper blue chip clients where i, I you know i'll go there with jeans trainers and t-shirt and people say you can't do it that way and i said why not and actually you look at it, I've got a track record of disrupting markets. Well I'm telling you right now, the next thing that I'm disrupting is the personal development game. Because for too long, for too long, it has been self serving, doesn't give a shit about the people and actively it is one of those things where people are, Hey, come on, you know, come on my retreat for ten thousand nine thousand and nine Ninety-seven dollars, and you'll mm-hmm. learn the secret bullshit, mm-hmm. right? I'm doing it in my way, and I'm telling you something. You fast forward ten years, as long as I'm still breathing, this place, this, this now what movement is going to be the next big thing? Because I've got a track record of making shit happen. Yeah,
1: Boom. Tell, tell, tell us a little bit more about now what? Because obviously, I've, I mean, with all honesty, I haven't picked up the, right, the book right. you published yeah. in 2016. So yeah. I know so, you so, so, give so, us an insight for people. Yeah.
0: So so, so now what is a book? Is, is my, so this was post. Um, so I had the nervous breakdown, and I wrote about that in Life Business Just Got Easier, right, about the pressure getting on top of me. But then I sorted my life out, and then I would got my, my business sorted, I got financial sorted, I got relationships sorted, I got everything sorted, my health sorted. <laughs> now what? Because I'd got everything, I'd got everything, I'd achieved every single goal that this working class lad ever set out to do. And then I got to myself and said, now what? And the only time that we ask that question, now what? Is when the shit is the fan. If you think about that, don't answer but you think about the last time that you said oh shit and now what is something's happened in your life right whether you've lost a job or we lost whatever and and I what I urge people to do is ask that question now what ahead of the time when you need to ask it because people under pressure don't make great decisions I know this so what I try to do is try to get people to make big decisions ahead of the time when they need to make big decisions if you look at a, a an army the way the army drill Special Forces, the way that they drill um, tests, what they'll do, they'll do live fire in the event a grenade comes this way, you go that way, I go that way. So you're not all saying, right, okay, there's a grenade gun off, an RPG, what do we do now? <laughs> you know what to do under pressure because you train for it. That's what I get people tuned in with Now What. That's my vision with Now What, is getting business owners to to get ahead of any problems before they happen. And, and, and the tagline for Now What is make better decisions faster. So there's several things. Now What the Book, Mm-hmm. Uh, available on amazon now what uh, dot biz every quarter i run an event uh, a one day event is this friday actually um, now what dot biz i run a, an event where we bring all the now what uh, people together and i bring some amazing speakers so It's a one day tune to, to, to get you to be the best version of you in all areas of your life and then the other thing is i've got now what club dot rocks which is my private mentors group so the whole thing really is just like spinning up uh, you know I've got over 140 members I think it is now it's only been going for five months and actually you know for a, for a, for a, for a five month old uh, company that's massive because I don't believe that we had 100 members 100 100 members in phone networking in a year mm-hmm. so I'm well ahead of it and it's once again those lessons that I not only have I learned in life but also business and I tell you something my unconventional way allows other people to be their unconventional way and that's what wrong foots competitors because they don't know how to deal with a Brad right when you've got me on your tail, tail. you don't know how to do because i'm unconventional and if you can bring those same techniques to your world and your your uh, field of expertise then you know you're y- the way twin that with making better decisions faster twin that with less stressful twin that with being happier twin that boom you've got more you've got yourself more success
1: yeah I, I I can I can see the congruency with everything that you talk about Brad and and with all honesty if I wasn't away in Spain uh, running a couple of events myself I would be yeah. uh, I'd be looking oh, it's at, good. No I'd be I'd be looking at coming on Friday so I will be getting on your site and uh, and diarising the next one that sounds really Really so good fun. for me and interesting. So, so tell us a little bit about Manchester motivation because you very you very quickly then touched on, um, you know, when someone's got Brad chasing them down. You know, so you're coming from a Social completely man. different context and I it. and um, yeah, yeah. to to tell us about your Manchester motivation, so, which we touched so on.
0: So, where where, where am from? <laughs> you know, Salford, Manchester. I mean that, I think it's fair to say it's like the Wild West when I was a kid, and um, it all went horribly wrong back in 1995 for me when I got two bullets put through my window, and this you know you look at the lessons you look at the lessons that i've learned over my life and 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 it's funny because it just when you join the dots up retrospectively it's kind of so 1995 two bullets went through my window and it was the worst day of my life and i, I moved away instantly i didn't have time to think so i'm going to just give you an example now craig two bullets go through your window right now you have to move within the next day where are you going
1: Anywhere but here, yeah. Um, yeah, where,
0: where, where? Go on. So
1: I'd be in Spain, mate. Right, so in the UK? <laughs> where would you go in the UK? Um, you don't have the money. Jesus, um, with all honesty, I, I, you know, you're know, you putting yourself under a bit of pressure. You need to make a decision, yeah, but, and I've got no idea. Um, right, London. yeah, but hang <laughs> the same thing right, <laughs> London, right. Yeah.
0: And, and this is my point, and that's what happens. See, people under pressure don't make great decisions. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So that.
0: yeah. So So this is the whole thing here, is that what happens is several things going on here. What I do, so I moved away. Worst day of my life, right? Worst day of my life, of my life. Fast forward 20-odd years, best thing that ever happened. Because if it wasn't for that, you and I wouldn't be talking now. There'd be no four networking. There'd be no four books. There'd be no speaking gigs. There'd be no Ben, Brandon and Bonnet. There'd be no living in Somerset. There'd be no Somerset. What's that about? So everything happens for the reason, even the worst things in life. And it doesn't make no sense at the time, but one day, often it does. So you think about the worst day of my life, 20-odd years on, best thing that ever happened to me that's crazy because mm-hmm. you imagine the life that they lived if they stayed down there or what would have happened Yeah, just crazy so the Manchester motivation thing is, is an interesting one in and I talk about when people under pressure don't make great decisions but sometimes the most difficult decisions in life come down to 51% 49% and there's something a term here I was waiting to think about a, 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 chemistry, chemical, a chemistry term it's called perturbation so imagine a, a tripod and you put a beaker on Back in school days, and you put a bunsen burner underneath, put the the, the flames on. That cold water starts going from warm to hot. And just as it's about to boil over, that term is called perturbation. That's when you're perturbed and you can't make a decision. When you're perturbed, it's that constant state of being not here, not there, right? Yep. And what happens in, in in life is that we struggle to make decisions. Oh, I'm going to go and leave this job. I've had enough. I'm going to go and leave my partner. I've been you know abused for too long. I'm going to. And eventually, you go well. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll just wait for the next round of redundancies in six months' time, and I'll I'll see. And it's boom. And you stay in that constant state of, of unwilling to, to do something. And what I do with people, all right, this is one of my things, is that if anyone's ever in that state where they genuinely can't make a decision because they're under that perturbation thing, right? And what I suggest to people is they turn up the heat. So when I walked out of that job and I told my employer to show jump up his ass, I came back to a wife that started crying and said, I'm going to ruin this family with my insistence on starting a business off. That's what she said to me. Mm-hmm. Now, the easy thing to do which is what I've done prior to this point, would have turned the heat down and said, okay, I'll go and get a proper job. But I didn't. I turned the heat up. And this is what I encourage people to do. So when people are struggling to make a decision, right, a decision that they need to make because it's causing them pain by not making that decision, I say, right, imagine this. Imagine if I put a gun to your head now and say, listen, make a fucking decision now in the next five seconds or you won't see six seconds, which way would you go? Put a gun to someone's head. Oh, yeah. uh, Manchester, Manchester motivation, by the way. But <laughs> the point I'm making, the point I'm making, is that if somebody put a gun to your head, you would make a decision, yep. right? Now that is your subconscious telling you that that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. but the fear of it doesn't allow you to make that decision. And that's why, by putting a gun and a timeline, and I do that, genuinely, I've done that to get people to make a decision, because it's this sitting on the fence that causes people big problems, mm-hmm. and that that inaction, that that I'm scared to jump. I'm scared to, you know, do the bungee jump. I'm scared to go out the parachute jump. Well, hang about. You signed up for it and you're already up here. So now's the time to, boom. So that's what I do. I, I encourage people to, when they're struggling to make decisions, it's something that I do in the now what club.rocks. You know, it's something that I encourage people, Manchester Motivation, to say, right, stop fucking about. Stop going round where you're, you know, you're like a ship with your sail up and your anchor down, just getting blown around and round and round and round and, and actually saying, right, let's make a decision. Let's, let's, let's get the anchor up and get the sail up
1: no fantastic brad hey look buddy it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure connecting with you today and no, um, no I'm, I'm really grateful for for your time i know you're a busy guy and you've you've um, you've got a lot hmm. on and, and i and i really appreciate your honesty and and the way you come ar- come across you know i think you know I, I i love realism i love i love you know obviously optimism but i love that realness of people where they're just congruent to who they are and not trying Craig, to be you know someone else mate you know, and that's brilliant you it's know funny
0: because you, you, I, on, my, on my travels people go yeah you're authentic self I've never used that frigging word in my life the fact is if you've got to say you're authentic yeah somewhere along the way you, you're inferring that everyone isn't and, yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. like you know we've, we've made a big deal about being yourself yeah, it's yeah. like exactly. just, no, stop yeah. just, I, I've never you know, people go oh Brad you're authentic well, well fucking yeah of course I am <laughs> mm-hmm. you know I mean I don't understand where this unauthenticity came from yeah. Anyway, it's a complete
1: of the conversation. Yeah, no, I, I I do get you, mate. I think it's just it's like when people set goals, you know, they set them in line with society instead of what's true to them, mind, body, and soul. And, and anyway, mm. it's um, it's been an it's been an absolute pleasure. I think our Thank listeners you, are certainly going to connect with you and. Guys, um, you know, if you've not um, stumbled across Brad yet, which would be insane, certainly if you're in the UK, um, if you type in Brad Burton, you'll find, you know, his website literally pops right up to the top, number one motivational speaker absolutely, in the UK. Absolutely, mate. It says
0: so on your website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And, um, and, yeah, you know, you know, grab a copy of, of, of Brad's new book and, and check out nowwhat.biz. And, um, Brad, it's been now an absolute what club pleasure. Dot rocks. And nowwhatclub.rocks. Now and um, have an absolutely... Fantastic day, mate, and um, I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Really appreciate your time, Brad.
0: High five, Craig. Thanks, friends. Cheers, Top people. man, buddy.
1: Take care. If you enjoyed today's show, we would appreciate it if you would like. Most people share through social media, then subscribe,
0: rate, and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. The Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com. Get over to the website, subscribe and join the community of passionate people.